Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, I'm Alex Hoban, winner of Series 1 of Channel 4's A Circle, and this is Dishonest Fun, the official Circle podcast. Each episode, a panel of celebrities, comedians, and experts help me dive into the fascinating world of human behaviour, on and offline. Consider this your spoiler warning. If you haven't seen the first couple of episodes, then go and watch it on all four right now before we give the game away. Series three of The Circle has just kicked off and we're getting all 007 as we discuss double lives. Do you present a different version of yourself online than in real life? In The Circle, players carefully craft identities that they hope have winning potential. A digital double life can be freeing, exciting, and even sexy. But it also takes incredible reserves of mental strength to keep up appearances, as my guest today can testify. Today, I am delighted to be joined by comedian Shazia Mirza, DJ Manara, and neuroscientist Ash Rampura. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you doing? Hi. Great. Nice to be here. Nice to be here, Alex. Hey, I'm doing fab. Nice to meet you. Awesome. Awesome. So to kick off, guys, we normally do a little icebreaker challenge, a little game. And uh, I ask all of the guests to give me a fact about themselves. The fact could be true. The fact can be false. And I get to ask one question and I have to decide whether your fact is true or false. It's all about dishonesty and it's all about the fun on this podcast. So um, if we start with uh, with Shazia, can you give me a little fact about yourself? Um, I have met the Queen three times and the last time I met her, uh, I got locked in in the same toilet as her at Buckingham Palace. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Well, that's a fact, isn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, okay. So just to confirm, it wasn't the same cubicle. It's the same. No, not the same cubicle, the same bathroom area. Okay. Area. I presume they're quite big in Buckingham Palace. Yes, um, so that's yeah. quite believable. Uh, okay. Yeah. My one question for you is, uh, did you remember to curtsy? Um, I ballsed it up really uh, because I couldn't remember whether to bow, to curtsy or to shake hands. And I remember doing all three at the same time. I, I feel like this is true, but only because that's exactly how I would do it. You get so nervous when you're meeting the Queen, you know, and I've met the Queen three times and I, I thought she doesn't realise she's met me before. You know, she probably thinks I'm Lenny Henry. And, um, <laughs> and you just see her face like because I've seen this woman on money you know I lick yeah. this woman's head on stamps every day and then there she is I just did everything at once I mean just for some advice you're supposed to lick the other side of the stamp <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've been licking this woman for years yeah. and then she was there 
up and then she was there and I just didn't know what to do. And Philip was standing next to her and he actually laughed. <laughs> when I forced it all up, he actually laughed. So I, I felt it was okay. It's obviously happened before. Well, there's a lot going on here. So it is true then that you've met the Queen three times and the last one was in the toilet. Okay, yeah. so Ash, hit us with the next one. <laughs> I'm really stuck on that image. Okay, I, um, I was on holiday with a friend and we were walking in the, in the countryside and um, we were starving. So we saw this uh, table with an umbrella and we sat down. Uh, this old couple comes out and they asked us what they could get us. So we ordered lunch and then we had pudding and we had a glass of wine. It was really nice. And at the, at the end of all of it, we realized that it wasn't a restaurant. It was just their house. <laughs> and we realized that when we asked for the bill and they sort of, they didn't speak English and they said, um, we just thought you guys were really hungry. Yeah, which country was it? It was in Italy. Okay, I can I can see this being true purely because the Italians are such welcoming people and obviously massive fans of food. Is it true or false? It's false. Oh no! You <laughs> lured it did, me in. It did, it did happen to someone I know in a, in a sort of similar way. So okay. I felt like I knew enough about it that it would be believable. You lured me in with the with the food. <laughs> Manara, you're up. Hit me with your facts. So here's my story. I was born three weeks early because of a car crash. And then when I was born, there was a local paper that put me on page three. So I was a page three girl at one day. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Okay. Here's my question. Can you tell me the name of the newspaper? It's the Basingstoke Gazette. I know, okay. guys. I know okay. you're talking to a celeb. Yeah, so... <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't know who I was dealing with here. I'm starstruck. That's where you recognise me from, it's true. I knew it. I knew I knew you from somewhere. Okay, I, I think that's true because there can't be a lot of uh, of material for the Basingstoke Gazette to be reporting on, and that's hey, a pretty big listen, thing. listen, you want to take it to Basingstoke, <laughs> so it's out to all right? Honestly. <laughs> I've just all the Basingstoke there, apologies. What is it true, Minara? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's good. I love that. Good job, guys. As you guys know, this episode is about double lives. Shazia and Manara, you've both led a double life. Tell us about that. My story started when I was about 18. I just started messing around with my friend's decks, got really good at DJing. And I thought, oh my God, do you know what? This could maybe be a thing. Recorded some mixes, put them out. Word got out. I was getting gigs, you know, £25 here, £50 here. When I was like 29, it became my full-time job. And I was like literally in another country every other weekend at least. And no one has asked what I'm doing. Then I did a boiler room. I don't know if you guys are familiar with boiler room, but it's like you get invited to DJ in a big room of people and it's filmed and streamed on YouTube. And obviously my cousin and my brothers wanted to come to support. It was a really big moment in my career. But one of them filmed the footage and put it on his Instagram story. And I said to him, does anyone in your, this is a classic double life moment. I was like, I have not been caught slipping for a good 10 years now. Okay. I've mastered the whole compartmentalizing my identities thing. I never had a crisis about it. It is what it is. I got on with it. This idiot puts me on his story. Obviously, a distant cousin slash auntie slash I don't really know what she is, but do you know what I mean? Like, she saw it. She tells her mum. Next thing you know, the whole of Oxford, the whole of Birmingham, the whole of London knows, oh, Sarah's a DJ, DJ Karni. But then um, I think one of them must have found on my Instagram. She saw me DJing to a massive crowd that was clearly a club. And just for context, by the way, my mum is so religious that when we see a club, a nightclub scene on TV, this is what she says. And I, on my life, I'm not lying. She says, those lasers are the flames of hellfire. Oh. And the screams... <laughs> It's a scream of sinners burning. 
Wow. Unless she's a really lovely lady, by the way. So I don't want to make out no, her mum's so horrible. She's a, she's a sweetheart, but she just wants me to go to heaven. So this is the... That picture of me DJing in a club, I was like, oh, oh my God, like, I'm done. So uh, when I got the full-time job on Asian Network last year, my friends were all like, you should tell your parents, they'll be really happy for you. I was like, you don't understand. They just won't say anything. So I sort of mentioned it and they were just like, okay. Just sort of breezed over it type thing. Yeah, there's a deep shame attached to it still. Oh, but you sure. know what, it's fine. <laughs> what I found really interesting, uh, Manara, was when you started talking about your online persona. And I wanted mm-hmm. to, to kind of pull that back to the circle and how it's kind of easier in some ways to be um, a bit more inauthentic online. This is a question for Ash. Is Why is that so so much easier to, to kind of portray an inauthentic personality online and people perhaps don't feel as guilty as living a double life in, in real life? I think we all create a, a character. We all sort of create a social self that we project. But when you do it online... It, it's it's just really clear to you that this is a, a complete creation and it's curated. You see on the circle, they're, they're actually taking specific steps. So they're creating a profile picture. They're creating a name. They're creating a backstory. I mean, it's... Um, it's just so explicit, but I think that's that's kind of something we do all the time, whether we do it online or not. Sure. So Shazia, would you, would you like to give us a lowdown of uh, stand-up comedy? What happened is I became a stand-up comedian in secret. Wow. I, I used to be a, a science teacher in, in an East End comprehensive um, because obviously my parents wanted me to do something suitable that would get me a good husband. And uh, so I became a science teacher. Uh, the school was really rough. Uh, they hated me and I hated them. Uh, I, what I realised is I was doing stand-up every day. And I loved comedy, but when I was growing up, nobody like me was on TV doing comedy. So it was never a possibility. It never entered my head that this is what I would do in my life. And then I decided, because I, I hated teaching, that I, I would do this uh, comedy writing course. And the teacher said... Uh, I want you to get up and I want you to tell a story that is truthful. It is about your life and is personal. And I got up and I did some material about um, uh, how I hated teaching and and the whole class just started laughing. Um, and then she said, this is really funny. You should go out on the circuit and start performing this. And I didn't know what the circuit was. I had never been to a comedy club in my life before I started doing stand-up. And it's really started taking off then. Um, My parents still didn't know. I didn't tell anybody what I was doing. So I started to become well-known. And then on the night before I was going to do Have I Got News For You, I thought I'd better tell my parents that I'm going to be on TV tomorrow night because somebody might see me and they might tell them. So I better tell them. So I told my mom, I'm going to be on, have I got news for you tomorrow night? And this was the first time I'd ever been on TV doing comedy. And I'd only been doing it a short time. I told my parents and they watched it and they thought it was a game show and I was going to win some money. And it was a one-off. And that was it. And it was forgotten about. And then people started stopping my parents in the street in Birmingham saying, we've seen your daughter on TV. She's a comedian. And my dad would be in total denial about it. He would say, she's not a comedian. She's a a science teacher. She's got a degree in biochemistry. This is just a hobby. It'll end soon. And it has never been mentioned since. Wow. It's amazing to to hear sort of the journeys that you guys took to get to the point you are in your careers now where you're happy and content personally, but perhaps it's still a taboo topic within the family. Uh, I just want to say shout out to Shazia because I meet very few people who get the Pakistani don't ask, don't tell policy. 
Shazia and Manara, how different are you online than, than in real life? When I'm on stage, obviously I'm doing my job, so I have to be funny. People see me on stage and they think that that's what I'm like in real life, that I'm funny nonstop 24 hours a day, which would be a nightmare. Nobody wants that. And then when they do meet me off stage or in real life, they are really disappointed. I think that so much of our image is consumed online by people we're never going to meet now that it doesn't really matter to me that my online version of me is curated because why would I present an ugly and a horrible version of myself at my worst moments? I get mm. that it's in the interest of authenticity and making everyone feel seen, but you just have to put that face on. And then on top of that, I have to make sure that my outfits are calculated. You know, I didn't tell my family that I didn't wear hijab until I was 25. I mean, it is what it is. It's not just Asian girls or Muslim girls. There's many people who, you know, who, who have strict parents who come from various immigrant cultures that are doing the same thing. I'm sure it's doing something deeply worrying to all of our brains mm. to manage so many different personalities. Um, but that's how I'd, I go about it. I'm just very careful about what I put out there. Would you say, Ash, that it that it is, has had an impact on, on our psyche and our brains and I guess way of thinking? I think that what Shazia and Manara are doing is is particularly difficult. When we say an avatar, like you've got an avatar, right? And you use it in the context of video games or social media, you have this avatar. But avatar is, originally is a, a Sanskrit word and it, it kind of means like an incarnation, like a version of the self. And I think that the brain does this all the time. It, it generates a version of the self that's appropriate to the situation that you're in. So that situation could be, you know, Shazia being on stage, it could be Manara DJing, or it could be me in a, a clinical room with a patient. Um, we have many of these versions of ourselves that we maintain all the time. And I think it's it's kind of mm -hmm. normal. So I wouldn't say that, that, that having these avatars, I'm going to use that word in that sense, like having these avatars, it doesn't put an undue demand on the brain, like that's a normal thing we do. But having them judged, like real-time feedback sure. judgment. I think that is, uh, it's just very, it creates a lot of anxiety. Sure, yeah. Now, kind of being judgmental to others in a way, have, has anyone witnessed any anyone you follow or any friends who perhaps are a bit cringy on social media or portray something different to they are in real life? Um, it's very competitive, you know, in, in comedy now because you have to go on social media and you have to do funny things and you have to do sketches and you have to promote everything that you do. And it's, it's really difficult because sometimes I see my friends who are comedians and they're doing so much more than me. And I think, oh my God, you know, she's put up three posts today. I haven't put up anything for two weeks. And then you look at people, how many likes people have got, how many followers people have got. Mm. And you think, oh my God, I've done more than her. How can she get more likes than me? How come she's got more followers yeah. than me? It's almost like likes and followers and, and views has become a currency as well. Uh, Manara, how about yourself? Yeah, I really relate to that. Um, I sort of have a rule that between Monday and Thursday, I delete the Instagram app from my phone. Wow. Because your thumb is clicking the app before you even know what you're doing, right? You get up, mm. go to the bathroom, wash your face. You're just looking through it. And I was thinking, why am I starting my day by doing this? And yeah, I do see people that I know and also people I like portraying a side of them that I think is a bit fake, but... I don't want to dislike them because they're free to do what they like. So I would sure. rather just not cast that evil eye upon them, if you know what I mean, mm. because there is a trend of like uh, constantly creating, reminding people, I exist, I exist, I exist. Sure. And I think that brings about a certain mania in people. I feel like there's also now a weird pressure to speak about real life things like mental health and body image, which yes, needs to be talked about, but it's now a thing to look human and relatable as well as be impossibly beautiful at the same time. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. 
With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay, let's have a look at what's been happening in the circle this week. In this clip, Penny, played by father and daughter duo Millie and James, invites Manrika and Uncle Saeed, played by Hashu, to a chat. Message. Hey lovelies, last night was quite traumatic. Didn't get a lot of sleep. Comma, how are you both feeling today? Question mark. Send. I'm feeling like you're a catfish, sweetheart. But I'm gonna lick a bit of ass. Circle message. Hi both, I hope you both had okay last night. Question mark. I didn't sleep well either. I'm feeling very anxious about what today is gonna bring. Send. They're both feeling similar and I need to be that support mechanism. I need to be Uncle Saeed right now. Message. Hello Penny and Manrika. Always remember, for every minute you worry, you lose 60 seconds of happiness. Full stop. Don't forget, to always smile. Explanation mark sent. Oh, that's lovely. See, that's really nice. Like, I live life by mottos like that. What's he on? Well, I don't understand you, Saeed. Penny would think, that's sweet of Saeed. Message. Hello, Saeed. Love that approach, comma. I wish I could be as positive as you at a time like that. What a tough decision for Gemma. Kiss. Send. Message. Yes, ladies. Honestly, I was like, what the bloody? Comma, this the bloody crazy. This the bloody crazy. <laughs> what a little legend. You know when you go to Indian weddings or do's when you've got extended family there and, and they are from back home. This is the way they speak when they're pissed off or shocked. <laughs> Unless he's playing a very clever game. His language, I think, sort of plays with his profile. I think he's a nice chap. Hashu slash Uncle Saeed has done a very, very good job there of persuading the people that he is who he, he, who he says he is. Shazia, do you think that he's done a good job? I do impressions of my mum and dad on stage, you know, and I do, my, they have a Birmingham Pakistani accent, you know, and I, I can do that because I know them and they are real people. I don't know if he's based this cat, Uncle Saeed on somebody he knows personally or if it's someone 
He thinks he knows that this is what an older Asian gentleman sounds like because he's such a different generation. And this Uncle Saeed character is almost like, oh, you know what? I'll do this. White people will get this. White people will understand Mm. this. This is what they've seen on TV. Because I think it might be that. It's coming across as a bit stereotypical. So yeah, just to clarify, Hashu has based Uncle Saeed on a real-life person who he actually knows. Shazia said something, I think, really interesting um, about what Hashu thinks other people think Asians sound like. And that is such an interesting, like, set of things to think. So I sort of think, like, there are three levels where we think about, you know, our, our identity and who we are. So one is what neuroscientists call metacognition. It's like what we think about ourselves, right? And then level two, maybe we call that theory of mind, like what we think other people are thinking. But this, this, the circle is happening at this level three, like social cognition. So what we think other people think about us. And that is a really fascinating level. And, and, and maybe, you know, arguably a uniquely human thing that the, the, the human brain that kind of specializes. So I figure out what you think about me. You see, so that's a really interesting thing that's happening in the show. Yeah, and the complexities of that. Minara, do you think that's quite convincing what, what Hashi's doing there? Um, I don't think it's as convincing to an Asian person, not to generalise, maybe because we can see when it's sort of hammed up. And I'm not going to lie, when I'm doing impressions of my mum and dad, I ham up their accent. My dad's nowhere near as strong with his Birmingham accent as I make out. So you do sort of tend to to ham it up. For me, the giveaway was when he said something about Vindaloo's at some point. And I remember thinking, I don't know anyone Asian that actually eats Vindaloo's like that casually. It's like... It's even worse than eating chicken tikka masala. Like, it does not happen. There's another character in the show, um, Vithan, who's who's talking about being the first British Asian to win a reality TV show. Um, do you think he's in with a chance? And who's your money on? I love Vithan. I nearly cried when he cried. <laughs> um, I think that, like, I just love how he came in with st- a statistical view of how algorithms work and stuff like that. And he's just insanely likeable. I really hope that he gets really far. Um, and I never really thought actually about how there's not even that many reality shows with British Asians or let alone winners. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, in terms of my money on who's going to win, I feel like that gladiator's really clever with picking the nurse because he knows this is a clap for NHS era we're living in. Nobody's going to want to go against that, right? Like, oh, nurse, get in the bin. Like, not right now. Not right now. So... I feel like he's going to do really well, but I really hope Vitten gets like to the end because I love him. It's an interesting one. It's a long, long time in there. Um, Shazia, who do you think is going to win the circle? Well, I mean, I've done two reality TV shows. I did Amazing. I did Celebrity the Island with Bear Grylls and I did Celebs wow. in Solitary and I won both of them. Oh, congrats. <laughs> <Way>. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm so sorry I got that wrong. There are British Asians winning yeah. reality shows. Now, but Vithan, I really like because he a, he's a geek. He's really geeky. He's really intellectual. But he's really comfortable with that. And he he's himself, I really think he's genuinely himself. Uh, he did something really funny. It was about people not liking animals. And he said, and he said, you know, uh, what about people that are scared of animals, which is a lot of Asian people who are scared of, cat, of cats and dogs. 
So, but he didn't bring his Asian-ness into it. He just said, you know, what about people that are scared of animals? Hashtag, what, what he said. Phobia shaming. Phobia shaming. I thought that was. <laughs> yeah, such a good phrase. <laughs> a good phrase. And so geeky, like so unique to him. It shows the kind of person that he is that, you know, I hope he wins. Okay, Ash, who have you got your money on? Well, it's funny because I also really like Viton. Every time when he's not eliminated, you know, he he becomes more beloved. So now that he yeah, hasn't sure. been eliminated in round one, I think I'd go Vithan. Okay. So we've got the unanimous Vithan as the uh we'll see we'll see how it pans out over the next few weeks and we'll see who's victorious at the end. Um guys, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Manara, thank you, Shazia, and thank you, Ash. You've been absolutely amazing guests. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining me today on Dishonest Fun, the official Circle podcast. New episodes will be dropping on you like Circle Alerts. So to keep updated, make sure you subscribe and let us know if you're enjoying it by leaving us a review. We'd really appreciate that. Of course, the rest of the Circle Series 3 is going out on Channel 4 all this week. And the next time I see you, we'll be exploring the world of online tribes. Thanks, guys. See you soon. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com AdWanted UK is the provider of single-source media data for agencies, media owners, brands and academic institutions. And thanks to our rebranded news offering, called The Media Leader, we can also lead the way in championing excellence and inclusion in the media industry. To find out more, simply visit the-media-leader.com to subscribe to our daily bulletins. The Media Leader, from AdWanted UK.